0: Hi, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're in a series titled Reason for Hope, and this week's devotions address the problem of evil, the quote-unquote problem of evil. Evil's existence is actually zero problem at all for the Christian worldview, for the biblical worldview. In fact, when we read our Bibles and we look up and observe the world, we see exactly what we ought to expect based on what we've read accusations that evil's existence were a problem for God's existence dates all the way back to a philosopher known as Epicurus, who operated on a very small view of God and utterly rejected the existence of a devil and had a pretty inflated view of self. It comes down to holding God's existence hostage against God. Like, if you don't do what I want you to do, I won't believe in you. Uh, and and it, it holds him in a power of, authority over God rather than acknowledging God as he's revealed himself, that he's in authority, that he's sovereign, that he's in charge. God even uses the fallout from evil to bring about ultimate good. Here's Romans chapter 8. It echoes quite perfectly what you're covering in the small group curriculum this week. While we're in an apologetic series, our small groups are going through this critical passage in 2 Corinthians 4, 5, and 6, here's something that echoes this week's text in Romans chapter 8. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed in us. For the creation eagerly waits with anticipation for God's sons to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in the hope that creation itself will also be set free from the bondage to decay into the glorious freedom of God's children. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together with labor pains until now. not only that, but we ourselves who have the spirit as the first fruits, we also groan within ourselves eagerly waiting for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. Now in this hope we were saved, but hope uh, but hope that is, Seeing is not hope, because who hopes for what he sees? Now, if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with patience. In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, because we do not know what to pray for as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groanings. As he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? Who can bring an accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more, has been raised. He is also at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword, as it is written, because of you we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord dude that is an answer for why we face sufferings in this life all of creation is groaning like you said beginning back in verse 18 all of creation has been groaning since what since original sin Eden was perfect, and then we, as mankind, introduced sin into the picture. Not one of us can be mad at Adam and Eve because we all would have done the same thing. In fact, we already all have done the same thing. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so sin entered the picture. Creation was fractured. Now God's redemptive plan has been enacted. And so all of creation, including ourselves, is groaning. You read this text and you look up and observe the world around you. You see the beauty, but you also see the suffering. You see exactly what you should expect based on what you've read. Moreover, you read the only hope for redemption amidst suffering, purpose in the midst of suffering in any worldview, anywhere. Any other pagan text tries to weigh in on this and doesn't even come close. Atheism necessarily will never have any sense of purpose or answer to any of this. This is only within the Christian worldview. So when you come upon a question about why bad things happen, we read yesterday a passage from 1 Peter. Here's another one, Romans chapter eight, and it is triumphant. Share this hope with someone today.